Hi there, and welcome to Hopcast Half Pint number three, hashtag HP3. Is that a thing? HP3. Are we now. doing that? It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Uh, this is September 2018's edition of the uh, Half Pint. I don't know how it's September already. <laughs> it's nearly October to me. It's crazy stuff. Uh, so, I'm James. I'm Adam. And as ever, we have come together with the idea of having just two beers, which it was until Monday, uh, and it subsequently became three beers, uh, exactly the same as last month. So I think we just resign ourselves to the fact that the half pint will be three beers. So three beers, 10 minutes drinking each, and we'll talk about some kind of stuff that is happening in the Sheffield beer scene. Let's get first into the first, no, let's get straight into the first beer. It's been a long day. Um, and this is so this is this is a new beer from Thornbridge that involves Four Pure, and it's not a can of Jaipur. So anyone that's been following beer news this week will know the big news was uh, that there is now canned Jaipur. It's a thing. Uh, are we going to show off a little bit now and point out that we were among the first people in the country in the world to um, to have a, a can of Jaipur? And I didn't drink it on that day. I drank it within about <laughs> three and a half seconds of getting home. Uh, so that exists. However, this is not Jaipur that you are now pouring. No, this is um, Fraser, which is a strawberry milkshake IPA, which is a collaboration between Thormage and Forpure. So it's worth mentioning this is in a bottle, not in a yeah. can. Uh, and the link here, of course, is that the uh, first cans of Jaipur have been canned at Forpure. I really struggle saying that. Um, who I think are kind of, you know, they're fairly, you know, certainly nationally renowned as being very good at, at kind of canning stuff for other breweries. So until Thornbridge have their own gear, then they're using Forpure. So I guess while they were there kind of looking at the canning machine, they went, hey, should we make a beer together while we're here? And this is the net result. So it's a strawberry milkshake IPA. It smells exactly like that sounds. I've not, I've not had a sniff of it yet. It. No, it does smell good. This is, in theory, right up my street in terms of the kind of beers that I um, that I tend to go for. That's pretty nice. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Strawberries coming through, yeah. but it's a very natural kind of milkshakey kind of thing yeah, as well. Yeah, kind of like sort of vanilla-y, sweet vanilla kind of sort of hint to it. I've never been a huge fan of milkshakes, but I have previously had the strawberry milkshake from McDonald's. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, many, many, many years ago. Uh, and it does, yeah, it kind of takes me back. It does taste like that. But could you dip a chip in this? Because I think people like to dip chips into McDonald's milkshake. Some people are just bad. We've just got to accept it. Some people are just wrong. There's some wrong-uns out there. Some wrong-uns. We've got to obviously talk about some news, and um, I don't think there's anywhere that we can really start other than the really sad news this week about the closure of the Sentinel brew house. Um, now, let's emphasise the fact that the uh, Sentinel brewery itself um, is, is going to continue in, in some form or another, but the brew house itself, the pub, which is on, is it Shoreham Street? Yep. Uh, is no more. And um, I've got to say, when I heard about this, I wasn't entirely surprised because it has been troubled pretty much much since day one, uh, and it takes us back to I think it was episode two of the uh, Hopcast way, way back when, uh, where we went to the brew house. We met with Alex, who's kind of the head brewer, and the um, kind of you know various other job titles uh, in relation to um, to that. And he acknowledged then the fact that it had been a troubled setup um, that had obviously quite a bit of negative publicity about um, some of the stuff that had happened. Were you surprised at, at the news? 
Uh, I feel like I've been going more recently than ever before because I work basically on the back of it. <clears throat> so you kind of sort of when you go in there more and you're seeing people in there and you think, you know, like it's coming on, they were adding more days where they were open, longer hours. And then occasionally that would kind of stop and it go back and forward. Um, I did quite enjoy that they'd started branching out into more uh, monthly sort of um, takeovers. So we had like a month where they had lots of like magic rock on, they had months where they had like siren beers on. And it, I thought, well, that's better because that means that if you were going there more often, you weren't just drinking like central beers and there's nothing wrong with that it's just that having something different to go to which kind of thought well that's going to start pulling people in but yeah all the things that were documented at times sort of thing the the what it's something like three or four times the quote was for the actual the projects the cost of the project um they had a lot of cans stolen i think that's what i would say and um well yeah it's just i think obviously the time's taken its toll they've obviously not got the pro they've obviously been looking for some sort of investment to kind of maybe push that forward and that's not happened it does kind of state in the letter, which you can find on Twitter and their Facebook, that the door's not closed, essentially. But I mean, if someone wants to come and pick that up, then, you know, or, or if they find their feet, you know, that area of Sheffield is developing, the cultural industries quarter. Yeah. In a few years' time, it's probably just bad timing, really, that, you know, if they were a couple of years down the line, then maybe it would be a different story altogether. There's no logical reason for uh, a bar that's been finished to quite a high level in the area that it's in not to succeed. It doesn't really make any any sense. It's it's a great building, um, and it would it, you know, be really interesting to see what their, their plan is moving forward. Because you would think, you know, we've been there. That the actual brewery operation of it is a tiny, tiny, tiny little mm. bit of that of that building, really. Yeah. Um, so you would you would think it's it would be you know unlikely or perhaps foolish if they were to start thinking well the the brewery operation expands to the whole of that building. Um, I, I can't see that as being a viable thing. You know, they would they, you would think moving out of town to somewhere that's a lot cheaper would would make sense. Um, and it's not too difficult to kind of move the the brewery stuff out there. Mm. One thing I thought is actually that now that they're forced to sell their beer to external pubs and bars, and does that now start developing their name as a good brewer? Because they, they make very very good. You know, he's worked at Star Prom and he knows how to make a really good check pills and a, yep. um, <clears throat> some of the keg stuff really good. Tried their hands in some double IPAs last this summer just gone. Yeah, and if people start, people are going to have to start taking that beer on if that's going to succeed as a brewery, which means people are going to start seeing it in pubs, other pubs, and maybe if that starts generating some more revenue, then yeah, see what happens. I suppose. I think the uh, do do you think that Sentinel got a reputation for being a little bit safe as a brewery uh, from from their kind of early beers. And yet they've certainly branched out and done some different stuff. But is is there a, is there a worry there that mud sticks a little bit and that um, they're going to be always seeing as being you know a little bit more on the traditional side than than kind of the way that the craft side's gone? So, yeah, you know, we're drinking a, a beer by Thornbridge, who um, you know a few years ago they weren't particularly kind of pushing themselves into you know the kind of the sours area and and some of the weird and wacky stuff that we we all go out and buy now uh but they adapted quite quickly mm. um and moved into that area and and i just wonder whether you know sentinel kind of seeing as being you know kind of those four or five real core beers which are really really good beers don't get me wrong um that's kind of what people think of when they think of of, of mm. sentinel and i'm not in any way suggesting that the mm. brewery itself is a, any kind of risk here um but just whether or not you know, people kind of, when they thought about going there in terms of it being a pub, they just think, oh, well, you know, the, the Rutland's around the corner, they always have a more exciting range of, of beers on. 
than uh, a pub that's associated with that particular yeah. brewery that are maybe just have that reputation as being a bit safe. I think maybe doing like things like I said, they do really good craft crafted lagers and things. So they did pills and they did a couple of other ones that are quite similar. Um, obviously, they've kind of done the cask range of like you know you kind of gold beer and things like that. But they did like an American Red and they've done uh, the Zest Fest, which is kind of a zesty kind of pale sort of mid four percent, which is on cask and keg. I think when they first opened, I thought they were quite overpriced considering you were buying beer from about 20 yards away from the bar. Um, and that has significantly come down, and they were offering kind of your loyalty card scheme, which would not be another 10% off. So I, I, that felt like they were going in the right direction. So maybe it's just what they've done is just not, you know, too little too, um, too, so, too, little too late sort of thing, really. But, yeah. um, so maybe. Um, I mean, like I said, he's, he's a master brewer. You know, he's very good at doing certain beers and in the interview we talked about even the extended one which I think we put out somewhere that you know they were looking at doing the double versions of some of the different beers and things but yeah. some of those obviously haven't come to fruition but um, maybe yeah, maybe they're just a bit too safe at this time of maybe that that kind of you know now if they can refocus the business and just concentrate on brewing that it gives them an opportunity to kind of you know really smash the beers that they make um rather than at the moment kind of being pulled in the direction of trying to make a success of what, you know, I, I'm reading between the lines, you kind of guess has been a, a losing battle pretty much since day one. Um, you know, the, the kind of, it's not that long ago they changed all their opening hours and, the, you know, I've, I've been, since since I've been working in, in Sheffield City Centre, I went once for a drink with someone at lunchtime on a Tuesday and it wasn't open um, because obviously now they're up Monday and Tuesday. So you kind of, you know, it has been troubled since day one. Um now maybe it allows them to really focus on that one element of the business, which is just, you know, doing a, a range of different beers and, 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 and making a huge success of that. And I hope they do. You know, Alex was a really great guy. It was brilliant to, to chat to him. He certainly knows his stuff when it comes to beer. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. And um, I, th I think, you know, probably we, we all wish them the very best of luck um, moving forward. Yeah. What about Fraser then? Is it Fraser? Fraser, yeah, which is basically that's Spanish for... Strawberry. Strawberry, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so Strawberry Milkshake IPA, what percentage was it? It was four, four point something. Four and a half, I think. For some, for some reason, we've moved the can to the other side of the, the room, the bottle. 4.8. 4.8. Uh, so this has been released today as we as we do this, which is Friday. Um, that beer's been uh, released, and I'm a big fan of it, actually. I really enjoyed it. I kind of feel like I wish it would have been a month earlier. Getting into mid September, it's really summery. It is slightly sweet, but it's not that kind of sweet that you get from that feels sickly. It's not sickly sweet. It's in, it's got enough kind of multi and kind of hop character yeah. to kind of hold on to. I think what it does for me is that um, obviously they have another strawberry beer in their their range, don't they? The I love you, will you marry me? Yeah. Um, which is a strawberry blonde from yeah. um, from memory. The last time I had that, which was at the Hallamshire House during the summer might have been one of the days of tram lines and I popped in there for a beer first and that just tasted really weak now it just tasted like the the fruit style beers have moved on to be uh, so much more powerful in terms of that fruit kind of profile and and that beer had just been left a little bit behind and this seems to kind of pick up maybe where that had left off in terms of the fact that it's just got it's got some different characteristics going on um, it kind of it's got a bit of a an element of surprise to it. It's kind of, you know, it's a bit unusual. I don't think you necessarily want to drink three or four no. of them in a row. It's probably a really nice beer to have, you know, a half of, maybe even a pint of, certainly a bottle of, is, is spot on. 
um, and then you're probably ready for something a bit different. After work or with your tea, maybe. I think that's a good one. On the subject of moving on to something different, I mean, we have got a serious, I mean, this is an eclectic range of beers <laughs> that we've got this evening. So we're going from strawberry milkshake IPA on to, um, it's a Brewdog beer, King of Eights, uh, and this is version four. It's the German hop edition. I've got a fault with this. It doesn't specify what edition of what it is. It kind of assumes knowledge of what King of Eights is. I mean, this is a great description. <laughs> I'm going to read this on the back. So it's a duo of new German hops to deliver massive tropical fruit notes with German efficiency. This European powerhouse of flavour visits New England with a cantaloupe, peach, mango, papaya, lime peel and kiwi. The full rounded texture is complemented with a smooth oatiness and a touch of alcohol warmth. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of very kind of key words in there, yeah. um, but you know, it could this this could be a really nice beer. It could be a real mess <laughs> with just the amount of stuff that they're trying to do there. So it's like effectively a German style kind of fruity Apparently. New England beer. Apparently so. And it's certainly um, what is it seven seven point four. So it's certainly not on the uh, on the weaker end of the scale. This is the lowest. So basically, I got this. I, I'm one of these equi- equity for punks sort of thing. I, I bought shares in them years ago. I don't really drink a lot of their beers anymore. I kind of don't really agree with everything they do anymore. But um, they offered this. They do this new subscription pack. Um, three different beers every two weeks for eleven pounds. Oh, the fanzine thing. Yeah, yeah, fanzine. And they offered all their kind of shareholders a free one. So this is one of the cans from this month's one. So I had two other ones. One was a a West Coast IPA, which I didn't rate at all. I'm a big fan of Jackhammer that they do. If you can, if, if, if I hope people turn their nose up at um, Brewer Dog, but if you get a, if you get a bottle or a can of Jackhammer, like a seven and a half percent or something, remember that it's one drink, of the most unusual smelling. Up, we, have, we have poured it into a yeah, it's, strawberry it's got milkshake. a little bit of strawberry milkshake kind of undertone going on. It's one of the most unusual smelling beers I've had for a while. Very odd. It doesn't taste seven and a bit. Perhaps. Oh, I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> I think it's what I think we need a, a couple of um, mouthfuls to kind of <laughs> fully eradicate the strawberry milkshake to kind of get an idea as to what that. So I'll talk about. I've had a bit of a brew dog week this week. I've had. I've actually had five free brew dog beers this week. <laughs> so I don't, what was it there last week where I was like, "Hey guys, there's there's a massive brew dog truck on on Fargate. So massive in Sheffield city centre essentially. And they were just giving out um, free cans of Punk IPA. You had to stay in their little pen. Um, but I remember just waiting for my wife stood there. Free pint? Of can, sorry. Sorry, right, can, okay, yeah. can. That's... And um, I stood there and this guy came up to me. He's like, all right, mate, you want a free, uh, free can? And I went, I'm just waiting for my wife, but I might in a minute. Went, Have you, uh, you heard of these guys? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got that one. And then a couple of days later, I got the email saying I could have a, this three pack. And then this week they've done their um, annual bad beer amnesty. So essentially, you you go and take them a, a can of mass mass produced lager, right. and they will <laughs> give you a pint of their mass produced lager, <laughs> which they've rebadged four times now. Um, so, which, yeah. so what what is what, so what do you get for for free then? What's the you take the a, you take a can of rubbish beer on that day, right? And they'll give you a pint of their uh, in, in 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 quotes. New new lager, which, which is what now? What it's is it? called? Oh, do you know what? I didn't even look, but it's whatever it was Kingpin, and before that was This Is Lager. It's the right. same strength. It's the same beer. They're just. Trying I, I to noticed that they, so they brought out um, an indie pale ale, that's, that's which has now been rebranded just indie. It's terrible, honestly, and like, it's very. Oh yeah. God, well, it's it, yeah, it's it's very kind of 
watery. Isn't I would it? say it's, it's worse than I would say it's worse than a can of Carl in that, honestly. And uh, that was another one that they offered free when they brought it out. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to say no. I've had five five free beers this week out of them. And this one actually is the best. I've had the other two. This tastes the best. The other one was like ten percent new uh, black forest stout. So I had that last night, and that was. No, I don't. I don't. I've, I've, I've really bad memories of uh, black forest gasser from when I was quite young. Uh, I had a slice of a black forest gasser and thought, oh, "This is absolutely amazing." So I ate the entire black forest gasser, and I was ill for about three days. <laughs> so the smell, any sort of black forest kind of you know dark cherry kind of thing, just makes me feel a bit sick um, so are you getting and just say yes to or no to any of these cantaloupe I don't know what that is really. it's a melon cantaloupe oh, melon not really peach not really mango maybe a little bit if anything papaya same thing isn't it? Uh, kiwi no lime peel lime peel oh maybe see I'm getting lime, lime peel. peel definitely it's quite, a ho- it's quite a hoppy quite clean beer I think it's See, I would have said the opposite. I think it tastes a little bit mucky. I think it tastes a little bit like when I say they've clean, just I mean, thrown no. a right load of stuff together. And I don't. I can't decide whether or not I actually like it. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not not enjoying it's it. It's got a nice. It's not unpleasant. It's got a, um, a mellow. Well, mellow. It's got. A, it's not got a harsh bitterness, but it's got a really drinkable bitterness. I think you know. Uh, I think it kind of suits a lot of different palates. I think it's the kind. It's the kind of beer that you just want to put your arm around it and just say. Come on. What are you trying to be? What are you? You know, it's all right. You can tell me. You can tell me. We're all friends. So I'm assuming they didn't. One, two, one, two, three. Didn't um, run away from home. This is kind of the problem with beer now, isn't it? Because everyone's trying to do something that no one else has done. That you end up making stuff that's so kind of you just throw random things together that sometimes they're just not quite going to work. And for me, this maybe just slightly falls into that category. But I feel really bad saying that because I am. It's pleasant. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't dislike it. Yeah, it's just. I don't. I don't fully understand what it is that I'm drinking. What I would say is, if if you do like your brew dog, I mean, you can get it anywhere. You can get punk IPA anywhere. It's somewhere between punk IPA and Jackhammer, with you with a bit with a bit of muddiness to it. Like, but I love Jackhammer. I think Jackhammer's a great beer. It's similar strength. I'd probably go find that. You'll get it cheaper because you can get it from a supermarket. So. We need to talk a little bit about beer festivals, beer festivals as we always yeah. do. Um, certainly over the, the, the summer, we've had a fair old chat about um, some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, most pressingly, Sheffield Beer Festival, which is coming up, I want to say, second weekend of October. Although it kind of starts midweek, starts kind of the kind Wednesday of, like the of that. Yes, yeah, I don't know. Uh, which actually, just let me look it up and I'll tell you the dates of it. So it starts on Wednesday, the 10th of October. Um, now, we are, it's, uh, it's usual home of Kellam Island Museum. We are there on Monday, the 8th of October to record the, uh, the October Hopcast. Um, so we are doing it from um, the actual site of the beer festival, which is really good. Not many people know this. There is actually a pub within Kellam Island Museum, uh, which is, it's a fully functioning pub. It's not open to the public as such, but you can rent it out for um, kind of functions and stuff like that. So that's where we're doing the October Hopcast. More about that, obviously, in October. Um, and hopefully we're going to you know, have a, a fair old bit to do with the, um, the beer festival this year, which is great. Um, there may be people that listen to this that are like, mm, camera, 
I think Sheffield Camera are great, and I really do. And and you know we've had a fair old bit of dealings with them. They, they did a lovely piece about us in the the Beer Matters thing um, just a few uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Paul, who's the guy that is kind of the organizer of the beer festival, has been a real pleasure to deal with. They do feel like one of the more kind of open, sort of forward thinking, and I don't like really using that phrase, but but you know what I mean in terms of sort of cameras from up and down the country. This, this seems to be one that are quite open to different ideas about what beer can be um, and, and, and don't kind of point the finger and kind of condemn any anyone for liking any particular kind of uh, beer. I need to mention that they are in desperate need of volunteers uh, to, to, to work over the weekend. So there's a lot of perks with this, mainly, and I'm not going to lie, the main perk being you get some free beer, uh, which is great. You get a T-shirt as well and a few other bits and bobs and uh, they're quite short shifts. I think they're only about three hours or so, uh, particularly on the Friday and Saturdays when they're re- really in need of people to come forward. So if you're interested, then um, we will pop out a, a link when we uh, publish this episode of the Half Pint. Um, get in touch with them. I'm actually seriously considering doing it, um, which would be unusual for me because I'm used to the Sheffield Beer Festival just being kind of like three or four days of, of just solid beer. I thought you were going to say you really so, work shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, I actually quite like the idea of doing it. I quite like the idea of doing a couple of um, of sessions. I think you know the thing that genuinely makes me nervous is the last time that I pulled a pint, I was 18, so it's 19 years ago. Proper pint, like a proper cask pint. I'll just turn to tap. Uh, I don't think I've ever poured a proper, oh. proper cask pint. I don't think I've pulled a proper pint before. Um, although I'd kind of like, I'd probably want to work on the keg bar. I think if I was gonna. If I was going to do one, that's that's the kind of the chicken way out of it. Uh, so that's going to be really, really good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to talk much more about that now because we've got a whole episode that's dedicated to the beer festival that's coming up. Uh, but please, if you kind of think, oh, actually, I quite fancy getting involved in that, please do. There are a great set of people at the Sheffield Camera and uh, they will definitely make it worth your while. Um, now, you've been kind of looking at another beer festival as well. Yeah, it was something that came out actually on, 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 on social media today, which from... Um the Drumfield Three Valleys Festival, which is in, I think it's in June each year, which is, I've been last two years, first year, I absolutely loved it. It's basically, it's like, imagine kind of the streets of Sheffield during tram lines, but just for just for people really into the beers. <clears throat> all the kind of ale pubs and stuff get involved and they're all kind of outside bars, all sorts of stuff. There's free buses that are taking you all out to the outskirts and stuff. And essentially they've announced today that um, it's basically not going to be happening next year. Um, it looks like a load of red tape has been imposed on them because they're all basically volunteers um, to the point where uh, from a safety and legal point of view it's not reasonable or practical they've basically put um, which is a really disappointment uh, last year I went and it was raining really heavily in the morning and I come and thinking oh, it's just because it's basically one day <laughs> and a lot of it is outside but luckily it, cl- it cleared up by about midday and a beautiful day again And um, but they did say that they because it's run through the Dromfield camera, which is kind of a... I don't know if it's like North Derbyshire, essentially, but um, stone's throw away from Sheffield. Um, but they're now looking for uh, looking at um, doing their own little uh, festival on the same weekend, uh, run by camera, so that's going to be including kind of up to 50 real ales, traditional ciders, food, entertainment, all under one roof. So I don't know if you follow those people or you want to look them up, but um, maybe if you follow the Dromfield branch camera, um, there's probably some more information on that. I assume that this is kind of fresh news and they've probably not really thought too much about the ins and outs of it all, but um, real shame because that, I was, that's one thing I really look forward to. So um, Hopefully this new festival will be a, a reasonable replacement. 
we've opened another beer. We have. This is, I genuinely think when I was pouring this, this might be the darkest beer that I've ever actually seen. This is this is <clears throat> actual pitch black, this beer. Yeah, very dark brown head on it as well, which you always know. It's still, actually, the brewed up one I had last night, when I poured it, and you get the kind of, like a coffee-coloured brown head on it. I think that's going to be really boozy, really, like, lots of going off, whether it's balanced or not. Sometimes really not very balanced at all, like, quite imbalanced. Um, I imagine from Wylam that... Um, oh, sorry, jumping the gun there, but... <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm just going to mention back to when we did the first half pint, which was about um, four days long. Uh, and we did the uh, I forgot what the yeah, powerhouse uh, the yeah Northern Powerhouse oh, yeah. series and it was the it was the the kind of the imperial stout at the end that that won it for us wasn't yeah. it um, this is probably not a dissimilar beer in a lot of ways or certainly in terms of the the kind of the branding of the beer so it's Jekyll and Hyde it's Wylam and you can say this better than I can um, Bruges de Molen Bruges de Molen well we'll take it's, it yeah it's, um, that so it's, it's a collaboration beer. And it's a double stout porter. Now, I thought stouts and porters were just basically an interchangeable word for the same thing. However, this has taken both. So it's a double <laughs> stout porter. Um, it is 9.8%. So it's by far the strongest beer that we've had. Um, thank you very much to Honest Brew, who supplied us with this beer to, um, to try. And it looks amazing in the glass. Absolutely amazing. Your head's disappeared. It doesn't. I don't, I'm not getting much aroma from it. No, it's it, not. It doesn't have a strong smell. Oh, that's very uh, molassesy. Oh yeah, that's <clears throat> that's very. Rich. It's quite smooth. It's a little bit smoky almost. I think it's quite like um, it's smooth and smoky, but quite molasses, like molasses kind of taste to it as well. <clears throat> it's got that Willie Met again. Apparently, I think it's Willamette, I think it's a typo. Willamette, yeah, that's it's what it was supposed to be. Yeah, we... This has got a typo as well. <laughs> oh. Someone needs to use Grammarly. Um, we we picked up, we didn't pick it up until after we'd recorded it last time, did we? The fact that there were a variety of um, slight typo errors in, in, in a lot of the labelling on the, the cans for the Northern Powerhouse series. Uh, which you'd think they'd have learnt from, but evidently not, because the same typo is on uh, <laughs> is on this can. Uh, for I don't know if I mentioned what it's called. Actually, it's called Jekyll and Hyde. You did, yeah. Did I? You did, yeah. Um, it's nine point eight percent. I'm already forgetting whether I've spoke about it or not. I've come across that brewery, the other brewery before. Is it? Is it, is it is yeah, we've we've done one on the main. Uh, certainly, a collaboration beer of theirs on the main. Is it the one that did a very um, white label with lots of text on it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did quite a few. I think I think Sean stocks quite a few of their beers, or certainly stocked them from time to time over at, at Beer Central. Um, and they do a lot of collaboration stuff in the in the UK. Um, yeah, I mean this kind of style of these proper, really uh, high ABV sort of imperial stouts, porters, whatever uh, avenue they go down, are fairly commonplace these days. Mm. So you've got to do something pretty good, I think, to stand out. Mm. The Northern Powerhouse series one, I can't remember who it was, it was the, the collaboration Buxton one. the Buxton one. That did it in absolute, mm. you know, um, masses. If you've listened to the last episode of the main Hopcast, you'll know that we did um, the... Omnipolo Noah. Omnipolo Noah. Uh, and that was another one that, you know, it really stands out. It's, it's flavouring just jumps out. It jumps out of the glass mm. without you even tasting it. You can smell it from an absolute mile off. This is, a, this is a, if you had St. Petersburg stout by yeah. um, 
I think it's got that similar flavour profile to that. But I find them more, is it much uh, sort of more sip, sippable than quaffable sort of thing, really? They're a little bit kind of, not heavy, but they're quite strong flavour mm. in the mouth. I think you can't, it's not something you can smash through. Whereas the Buxton one was more, and the Noah one, you got that kind of sort of sweeter, like creamier one. It felt like you were drinking, like, a, yeah. like a, the bottom of a ice cream, like a Ben and Jerry's. Uh. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a real kind of sort of was that kind of a nuttiness to it? Did that, it's a that pecan one, wasn't it? So, they both yeah. did actually. They both yeah, had a bit yeah. of a nutty kind of profile to it. This this is more on the kind of the the beery end of the scale, isn't it? Mm. It's not trying to kind of throw any kind of different flavors in. It is actually just a, a kind of a straight middle mid, straight down the line. Uh, I can sort of see why they've called it a stout porter because it is. It's 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 not trying to be anything different. They've not thrown any kind of different flavorings in it. It is just what you would class as being a stout and or porter. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't taste the alcohol though. I know sometimes you get a strong one. It just tastes of just tastes really boozy. I don't think it's quite well balanced for it. I think couldn't taste alcohol like it. It doesn't. My question when I was kind of drink beers like that is so why have they made it nine point eight percent? Does it need to be nine point eight percent? Especially in a big can. Is, like is that. its is its actual flavouring that that strong mm. that powerful that you think oh it needs that sort of ABV percentage to kind of you know push the, the flavours that it pushes because to me it just it just tastes like a good stout yeah I'd imagine you know from, from here we're not far away from there's a Sam Smith's pub around the corner isn't there Brown Bear yeah we could go there and get a, a, a decent porter a decent <clears throat> stout probably yeah uh, and it would be very enjoyable um, I feel like I'm being really harsh this evening <laughs> I really do feel like I'd be really harsh on the beers, but I, d- I just don't necessarily see what this has got over and above, you know, other good stouts and porters. Unle- unless you're someone that just really enjoys really strong beer. I think if I were to, br- I think in hindsight, I think maybe knock a couple of percent off that at least. It don't no. need it. It don't need it. So it, it reminds me a lot of St Petersburg stout, and that's seven point four. And I used to think when that went for big five hundred mil bottles that I used to, I used to struggle with one of them. Um, it just doesn't need a big. I mean, we've got a really big glass each, haven't we? We've yeah. shared a four forty can. I'm getting a sort of um, four forty. Yeah. yeah. Um, the more I drink it, I'm getting a a sort of a treacly, caramelly kind yeah, of thing coming through, good. a little bit stronger. Um, and I sort of imagine if this, you know, we kind of said that maybe Fraser Fraser had, had come out uh, a month uh, late. Maybe this just has just come out kind of two or three months early. Yeah. If this was like a bonfire night, uh, you kind of you know you 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 huddled around a bonfire with your friends, you've smuggled a cannon, and this is it. <clears throat> you know, it has got that kind of bonfire toffee, mm. sort of you know caramel esque tone going on. Yeah. Mm. I was trying to. Exp- my dad asked me about the Noah. It's like, what's this beer you're banging on about on the last podcast? And I said, oh, it's Omnipolar Noah. So it's really it's 11 percent and it's about 10 quid it's like oh no and like honestly like i said get some yeah. more christmas you could you know get a bit of cold weather it's, it's a share of that i think maybe this is definitely a share i won't want to where, where do you stand on the uh the social responsibility of giving someone a beer but not telling them how strong it is <laughs> is, is that is that socially acceptable or 
not where you just say, I'll just pour it for you and you pour it for them. Because they, they wouldn't... Depends. I mean, Noah, maybe you wouldn't know in Noah because I think... I I felt that it did well, I said it. carry its yeah, percentage. Yeah, I said it. I could feel that like burn in my stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It depends if they're driving home after. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, yeah, very, very socially irresponsible. Yeah, very socially irresponsible. I'll just smell it. Uh, we have got one other thing that we're going to talk about, and that is uh, the Good Beer Guide, which has yeah. been announced in the last couple of days, and some some big wins for some of our local well, um, I suppose local we'll, favourites. Well, I suppose we're quite a big because it's a camera based thing. We're quite a big cask. I've not looked at it for a few years, but I've, I think I think they've been announced in the last day or so. So I think the people who've been added to it have probably had it in the post today. And um, one good, uh, not pleasant surprise because they're good, but um, bar stewards are now in it. And for someone who's very kind of craft heavy, um, I think that's a good win. I think really. But they've 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 maintained their um, kind of cask yeah, presence, have, yeah. some of them. Yeah. Um, and you're right. You know they are. They're a place that you go, particularly since they've got the, the kind of the, 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 the fridge in there and, and they've got some really good cans and bottles in. Mm. Uh, it is a place that you kind of think of as going for, going to for like a, you know, what, what mm. we would call as a craft beer. Um, but um, I, I think, you know, I've seen people go in there before and drink three or four pints in a row of the same cask beer. Yeah, it's really good. It, yeah. it ticks that box, box, I think, for those people that Absolutely. want that slightly more traditional. Absolutely, they've always thing. have a good range of it. Um, I, they always try and get a bit of a gluten-free one where possible, which is great as well, because um, most of these beers don't, they don't really taste any different. But the other one, um, which is um, they tweeted about today, is the um, Hillsborough Hotel, um, which is a pub I used to frequent often. And uh, for anybody, people who don't know, they used to have a little brewery underneath called Crown Brewery, which is where Stuart Ross, who was the head brewer at Magic Rock, were brewing for a long time. And um, if you imagine... Kind of I've, that must have been a small brewery because it's a small pub and it was underneath it. Can they can they claim the uh, title of being like the birthplace of Magic Rock then? Well, he went from there. That's the last place he was. Yeah, in which yeah. case they can then. Yeah. Do, I mean, do, can they put their blue plaques on the wall? A bit yeah. like the um, Beatles. <laughs> I think they should, they should change all their branding to being just slightly like the Magic Rock branding, but but just ever so slightly different for for legal reasons. Well, unfortunately, after after Stu left and. Um, yeah, the, I think the landlady started brewing myself a little bit, and no offence, but it was. I think it changed its name to um, Wood Street for a while, then they ended up ripping the brewery out. So it's only in the last year or so where it's actually started to actually find its feet again as a proper good, good, good cask. I mean, it's 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 pretty much hundred percent cask, but I think they've got probably eight, eight at least eight cask beers on, and um, I think they really pride themselves in um, getting local stuff on as well as you know from further far. And um, the times I've been in, maybe for, for a football match, something. Yeah. You know, it's on the tram line. Get off. You can get off at um, Langs at Primrose View, I think, and it's a couple of minutes from there. Go and give it a try. A little, good, you know, players does a good quiz as well there. So, I, I think I want to try and get there a bit more than a, more than a. Uh, I've got to confess, I've never been in, oh, and mate. I feel awful for that. Um, there you go. Because you know, match day obviously is a. Um, anyone that doesn't know, both me and Adam are Wednesday fans. Um, it's just quite far out of the way, isn't it? Exactly. But I, I hear that there's quite a few sort of. Uh, away fans that tend to go in there yeah, because they jump off the tram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd you'd have to be you'd have to know about it to end up going there. You yeah. wouldn't just stumble across it. So yeah. people that kind of know you can get off the tram, you can go there as long as you're back on the tram within like what is it an hour? Then the, your ticket's still valid. <laughs> yeah, and all that yeah. Kind of yeah stuff. And so if you get an all yeah, day ticket, two or stops, two or three whatever. stops. To, to um, or you could just maybe <clears> there's a decent route there, isn't it? You could do that and then kind of walk down to 
New Barrack Tavern yeah. and then down into Hillsborough after that. So yeah. um, I should probably give it. I, I, think, I should give I it. I think a everyone game. should give it a try. Like it's 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 not like a hotel as you would imagine. It's kind of a B and B. It's like a pub with a B and B and. It's, it's always just a really good food and stuff as well. It's got a nice conservatory on the back. It's a good good place to go and have a, it's just a, a cheeky pint. Like I said, if you're going down to the Hillsborough or you're going the other way, you know, there's always good bus routes and, and the tram. So give it a go, go and go and check it out. Um, so Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, it's not my favourite. As, 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 like as, as we've been drinking it more, I've got a little bit more into it. Um, I think you summed it up pretty well kind of right at the at the start in terms of the fact it's the molasses that really really mm. come through um it has got a bit of a treacly kind of thing in mm. fact just watching you there take a sip out of it and the it's way that it, sticky, it yeah. really clings to the glass on the way down yeah. it's actually it's the it's, my glass look it's the yellow. opposite of full fat milk <laughs> it, it, it's like we you know that full fat milk kind of clings to the glass after you've drunk it and that that image makes me feel a little bit nauseous <laughs> of the thing about milk uh so this is like the opposite end of that of that scale mm. it's not it's certainly not a bad beer i wouldn't go out of my way to pick another one up to get all of it again I do find I, what I like, and, and, and I will give them, the, obviously, the benefit of the doubt in this sense, Wylam are, are great at pushing the boundaries a bit. Um, you know, I think we've both, certainly this year, we've both had a good three, four, five Wylam beers that we've mm. actually messaged each other about yeah. to kind of say, this this has been really, really good. Yeah, I had to stop I had to stop making it my beer of the month because I think yeah. it was almost like three or four on the room. And I could, I, I'm not on the next uh, podcast, but it would definitely be a collaborate. Oh yeah, the uh, the whiplash. Well, yeah, I'm not on it. Yeah, my beer. Of the on, what's your beer of the month? My month is uh, whiplash and uh, wild. And he's like, "Do you want to touch me?" I think it's called. It's beautiful. If anybody heard us bang on about um, Abidel um, Hook still last month, imagine putting another couple of percent, no, about two and a half percent on top of that, but it's still drinking exactly the same. Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, whiplash, Irish brewery. I think I. Yeah. I think I did one of their small beers. Um, off for my beer of the month as well. I keep trying to get um, Sean to stock them, and he said he might just start looking at it now. He said it is on his like well, supply well, list. Yeah. We, we need to put some pressure on him. Yeah. Um, when, that, everyone I've had have been absolutely brilliant. So you should just look, 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 look the moment. The white can, really kind of nice font on it, um, really kind of basic looking, but go and, go, and, go and look for one of their beers. I was in Ireland earlier in the year and had kind of a few over there. Uh, although actually, you know, they've become much, much more um, widespread here. I was actually in Liverpool at the weekend uh, and had, and it might even have been the same beer, <laughs> been, yeah. uh, but I can't remember what it was. But I know it was it was a, it was a double IPA and it was very, very nice um, in uh, in Liverpool. So yeah, definitely a brewery to to look up. Mm. Um, so right, okay, that's pretty much that's pretty much us then for for now, and and for you that's pretty much it for, for a, mo- well, a, a over good a month, over yeah. a month, yeah, because you're off on <clears throat> some kind of magical mystery. I tour. am, yeah. I'm going well. If any robbers are listening, um, I'm not going anywhere. But uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I'm going behind a motorhome. I'm going to spend three weeks traveling through um, France and Spain. So it means I miss the next two. So um, you've got a guest on the main hopcast, which is the uh, is it. Paul. Paul, who is the, I mentioned him earlier, he's kind of the, the main sort of organiser of the Sheffield Beer Festival. Um, so absolutely great that he is going to step in as our kind of guest 
on the so for the whole of the the next episode of the Hopcast, mm. and then the half pint. I mean, if if this goes well, you you might be might off get, it. I might be off you it. might be off it. I've got a feeling that she might just bang on about um, Poland though, because she's just <laughs> come up from Poland. So the next the next uh, half pint will be myself and Laura. Um, so that will be yeah, around about a month from now. Have you got a favourite beer of the ones we've had tonight? Um, I think I think I like the Thornbridge actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to go for the Thornbridge. I thought that was really really nice. Mm. A very well done beer. Uh, right, brilliant. So um, I, I mean, I will speak to you in a few weeks' time. Adam will speak to you in about six months or something. Yeah, <laughs> feels six like weeks. it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Later.